News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKUZO. Good Saturday morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center, located right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Again, comments and questions for Andy, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. You can also text that comment or question to 80373. And your host, Andy Waddell, good morning. Good morning, Tim. Oh, it's a beautiful morning out there. Thank you for the great weather report. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the, the lower humidity levels, I think, makes the world of difference. Yeah, yeah. On <laughs> Thursday, we were outside, and that humidity just... Kicked in in the morning. My oh my! <laughs> and uh, I'm glad it wasn't hotter because it was still in the right. high high 80s. But and uh, yesterday the uh, Mother Nature's overhead showering system that working just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are very blessed, which we'll uh, we'll talk about for sure. So uh, absolutely. So thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming in this morning. And I know uh, we'll continue the tradition of. Getting our hands a little dirty here first with some timely tips. You bet. So good morning, everybody, and thanks for joining us on this beautiful morning. And so how thankful we are for the much rain, much needed rain this week. Although rain amounts varied, most neighborhoods received enough to um, relieve at least drought conditions for many plants. My dad would have called it the million-dollar rain. Local farmers would call it the crop saver or (laughs) manna from heaven. No matter what we called it, the recent rains were truly a a blessing. Irrigation keeps our lawns and gardens alive, but can't compare to a good soaking rain. Many gardens now observing as I drive in um, have really perked up considerably the last few days. With moisture levels up, we are presented with unique opportunities for summer planting. Perhaps now would be a good time to rip out those overgrown plants, those overgrown ornamental grass. Mm -hmm. Um, Tim, there is some grass that we planted 22 years ago at Waddell's that yells at you when you walk by. It it eats small small perennials, you know. And, you know, full-size overgrown uh, bemis maybe need to come out. The center has long died out and all the outside edges. Maybe it's time to transplant some of those big overgrown iris, um, you know, something that is uh, really maybe taking its toll. If so, maybe a few snapshots before you begin your project and scratching your head on what to do after some old plants maybe have been removed. Take measurements of the area, then come to Waddell's for some free expert advice. Walk, talk, Smell, touch, feel. Some of those plants, some people love, other people don't. And that's where maybe it is your flavor, and then we can depict on what side of the home you're working with, mm-hmm. and that way we can pick the plants that maybe you would enjoy too. Some th- sometimes it's nice to have, Tim, a plant look nice when it's not in bloom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the bloom, but sometimes the bloom doesn't last. And it's nice to have some plants. So come pick some of our many certified nursery specialists or expert nursery people, along with um, plenty of people in our water garden and quarry that could help you pick out and plan new landscape plants or plantings or um, projects to give your home an updated appearance. Remember, good landscaping adds more value and enjoyment to your home than any other project. 
Now, before this rain started, though, Tim, (laughs) (laughs) what a better way to enjoy your project is to complete it. And we've seen the demand for the ease or the need of drip irrigation. Many of you think you need a four-year plumbing degree, and um, and no, you don't. And you actually don't need to be a irrigation repair specialist to put in drip irrigation. To actually have peace of mind knowing that everything's getting watered back home when you're out on the beach. It is that easy. Yes, there's some sweat equity, but maybe you need help mapping it out. We can help. Start by finding out where the outdoor faucet is and where you need the water to most. Can you dig a line? A, if there's some issues, right away, call Miss Dig. Find out where your irrigation is, where your um, dog fence is, where your lighting is, and make sure you uh, dig in properly. Do you need to go under a sidewalk? Sometimes sleeving or going under a sidewalk, uh, instead of just burying the pipe, bury a larger pipe called a sleeve. Putting in a two-inch pipe to allow a half-inch drip line going through would give you space for maybe cable or lighting or something else to go through down the road. Using a scheduled 40 sleeve, slipping underneath it, then you can allow that plumbing to go underneath and do both sides of the driveway. Sometimes um, getting the key measurements, helping you map it out, price it out, then load it up, and getting it installed, and you can tell everybody on the block, hey, I installed it myself. Sometimes there's a little, um, you know, pat on your own back for mm-hmm. a little sweat mm-hmm. equity. Mm-hmm. I, um, we have done drip in many jobs, Tim, and it, it is a hmm, lifesaver. We'll just put it that way, mm-hmm. especially if you can't do it, and the last few weeks have been extremely hot. So I told you folks earlier in the year, Um, that last fall, a a little combination this spring, I was going to be committed to producing a good fruit crop and not just a fruit plant. Yeah, I have a good, uh, I have good intentions, Tim, to um, make a nice shaped pear tree, apple tree, um, raspberry, uh, grapes, but not much good fruit to eat only for those birds. Well, we'd like to actually eat some of our harvest. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to report back to you um, that following some of George's feeding and spray schedules, early dormant spray to allow and spraying properly at the right times, taking off those harboring unwanted pests that are living on your trees. Then having two different sprays, home orchard sprays, those are safe and um, those can be applied, believe it or not, right up to day of harvest and spraying them at the right time of the day, knock on wood, under 72 degrees, because I have seen a lot of chemical burn the last few weeks, Tim, where people are spraying 75, 80, 85, thinking they can maybe get it. Um, We sprayed in the morning. By the time I got done, it was hot enough to where when I sprayed the grapes, some of those grape leaves turned. Daniel said in the next couple hours, hey, what's wrong with those grapes? So they really do. Keep them under 72 when you're spraying. And I fed all the plants last fall with a spoma plant tone, putting it on the raspberries, putting it on the grapes. And I just want to report back six quarts of black raspberries, jewel varieties, the nice big ones, Tim, not the wild ones, mm-hmm. and uh, plenty to eat. And Daniel 
canned up um, black raspberry jelly as well as um, cherry jam uh, sweet cherries from the Hart Shelby Silver Lake area we got this week. We also pruned and cleaned up the fruit trees. Yes, you can shape a nice tree, and sometimes it's nice to do a, a nice pruning so that tree is nice and round. That's what you don't want on a fruit tree. I thinned up and cleaned out all the sucker growth, opened up the tree in the center, and pruned it all out, making the tree breathe better. Yes, the tree needs to breathe better. Better airflow, quicker drying um, capabilities when the foliage is dry early in the morning instead of a damp and shaded foliage that gets black spot and leaf spot. And I will say, thank goodness, we had no idea we didn't have a killing frost this spring, that Tim. So the peach. Oh, yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah, yeah. So the peaches are loaded to a point where the branches are breaking under the weight of their fruit. So that's where you actually have to sacrifice and pick off some of the fruit. You don't want the tree to split because of the weight of the, the harvest. So mm -hmm. um, if there's 20 on a, a cluster, you might have to take off a half dozen to relieve some. The apples look great. Few spots here and there. Yes, they are spotted, but it looks like keeping them sprayed. Again, some of that is uh, uh, spraying at the right time and keeping with the spray program, we should have a harvest that you have been able to eat. The grapes looked awesome, tons of fruit. Um, yes, keep on up on them on the spray program, but then at the same time, pruning the top of the foliage in two to three weeks so the sunlight gets to the fruit. So, and I learned that from Schultz oh. Fruit Farm. Okay. If your whole grape vineyard is shaded by the big foliage at the top and your grapes are only sticking out the sides, the sunlight only gets to portion of them. Oh. You want that harvest all at once. You don't want to have right. necessarily grape here and come back a couple of days later and the other chunk of the cluster is now ripened. But that <laughs> portion on the outside, Tim, had been ripened a week ago. Right. So you want to get that cluster ripened all at oh, once. Yes. Okay. All right, and um, yes, we'll go to a break in a second, but we'll just, uh, um, knowing sometimes doing that the same way we talked about tomatoes. I have a raised garden. It's 22 inches tall. Danielle can um, uh, harvest off at night. Mm -hmm. The tomatoes are taller than me now coming out of that, okay? There is still, we have not, I see a ton of fruit in there, but it's all being hid by this um, exterior foliage that we'll be cleaning off, getting so the, the sunshine can get into that foliage quicker so the, the fruit can turn red and get able to get harvested. So when we come back, Tim, some of my favorite new items, yes, Broccoli and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that when I was a kid. Right. But let's talk about them next. All right. Sounds good. And of course, your comments and questions are welcome for Andy. 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Over the garden fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. You can always keep your gardens full of eye-catching blooms with plants from Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Woodell's is where you'll find the largest selection around of annuals, perennials, shrubs, and more. Fill in those bare spots in the yard with large blooming annual plants. There's easy wave petunias in six colors, four varieties of marigolds, four colors each of profusion zinnias and vincas, and two varieties of begonias, all in extra large pots for only $5.49. Rose bushes are also 25% off, including Top Gun, Home Run, and Miracle on the Hudson Elegance Red Shrub Roses. 
Woodell's also just received a fresh shipment of hanging baskets. Choose from Durabloom Petunias, Sun Patience, Calibrecoa, and more. Want something for a sunny spot that doesn't get a lot of water? Need some color for a shady area? Some flowers to cut for bouquets? Come to Woodell's and visit with their experienced staff. We're always happy to help. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Mill and 12th Street. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKUCO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence. And again, if you have comments or questions, 382-4280-1877, 382-4280. And you could also text that comment or question mm-hmm. to 80373. Uh, before we get back into the topics, uh, kind of a special event of sorts coming up? There is, there is. And um We'll we'll get to our Brussels and uh, broccoli here. Yeah, in a I'm, I'm in no hurry about that. <laughs> but uh, Tim, we've been asked to um, host from the National Garden Council mm-hmm. uh, the National Flower and Garden Show. That is, it's a flower show on July 22nd and Saturday, July 23rd. Oh, so um, actually. You yourself, Tim, or as a homeowner, could still enter. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. So it is not a florist. It is what is being grown out of your yard. Mm. So from that hydrangea to that hosta, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the Kalamazoo and Portage um, Garden Clubs are involved with this. So judging will happen on, um, and I think, Items can come in up to about the 20th or 21st, and mm-hmm. then they're judged that morning and then being shown that Friday afternoon and evening and um, on Saturday. So it's uh-huh. kind, kind of cool. So we have not been a part of this before, and we're excited to uh, offer that at the same time, Tim, as our hydrangea event. Oh, well, that's kind of handy. Isn't that? <laughs> so same times, but okay. here, there you can uh, enjoy the flowers inside in our greenhouses. Mm-hmm. Walk. It's free. Just come down and uh, you can kind of see and uh, touch and feel there. But come outside and you can educate yourself, touch, feel, smell, say, I love that kind of hydrangea and mm-hmm. learn about it and where it would go in your yard and work best, how to take care of it, how to overwinter it. And um, some of those key things is taking care of it and putting the plant in the right spot. And I've talked many times on my certain hydrangeas as I go around the yard, certain ones would not make it in the other spot. Right. So it's kind of cool having a combination of both of them. We're just talking about July 22nd or Saturday, July 23rd. And uh, go on Waddell's website, and you can see that uh, all the world is a garden is what it's called. All so. right. And that website, of course, Waddell's.com. Yes. Yes. Right. And then um, I know that if um, there is a website here, and we'll, we'll look it up, but I know that if you somebody did want to enter, I know okay. you, if you um, got some information to us, I know we could get the information okay. back to you. So, um, Tim, are you a Brussels sprout guy? Uh, oh boy, those I, those green veggies now, are a tough one. Now, <laughs> I will admit, years ago, all the green vegetables were in a square block, frozen, and then came out of the freezer downstairs, <laughs> and you kind of cringed when they came out because uh-huh. you just um, it was the last thing. All the fresh vegetables were gone. So, right. um, mom bought Spartan. I love Spartan still, but you know, <laughs> so spinach and beans and all that was all no, thank you. 
Mm-hmm. But now I uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts are actually uh, a delicacy. I see as a lot of appetizers at uh, yeah. some of the restaurants, and they're they're peeled and shucked, and then um, steamed broccoli, oiled, whatever, and uh, mm, flash fried. And so same same with them um, with broccoli with cauliflower. Greens in general seem to be on a rise, and a lot of it maybe is everybody is taking their part of getting healthy. Being healthy, too, is making sure that those little vermins don't get to them, mm-hmm. whether it be rabbits or right now you'll have plenty of items getting on it and eating up some of that broccoli. Dipel dust we talked about last week was diatomaceous earth could be spread around, and so as the bug is going up and trying to eat what you're trying to harvest, it will lacerate and kill kill the bug mm, and okay. at the same time be an organic or you could use neem oil or triple action and both of those could be used up to day of harvest doing some research um thursday when we went out and picked all the black raspberries mm-hmm. it got quite hot and as um <clears throat> The younger kid was saying, I want to go in, I want to go in. We kept making him pick one quart. I thought he was... um, (laughs) One more quart. Gee whiz. I thought he was being beaten. Um, (laughs) We noticed that the broccoli was starting to flower. And some of the flower heads, so I did research, flower heads can really, on a broccoli, grow extremely fast in the last week to 10 days. Broccoli can go from 1 to 2 inch size to 8 inch in that same time. Keep an eye on it as it matures. Preferably a nice head of 6 to 8 inch would be great. But regardless of what size that broccoli gets, harvest it before it goes to flower. Once the flower turns yellow and the florets... Um, have changed to flour, um, it will actually become a little bitter. Story goes, Tim, that <clears throat> lettuce the same way, and I learned the hard way. So we had many, many heads of lettuce. We we uh, grew iceberg and um, very nice heads on. Daniel told me to cut two of them the other night, one to share um, and one to eat. I left one of them that was all I should have picked, and uh, when we went out to pick the raspberries the other night, I noticed a large stalk coming out of the head of the lettuce, and it had matured past to a point. Oh. And the, so I first thing she said, hey, it's probably no good. And I went right over and tried to, I picked some of that and bit it. And sure enough. Sure enough. <laughs> it was bitter. Trial and error. <laughs> so some of that is trial and error, definitely. So just just some ideas for suggestions on broccoli and cauliflower. And uh, I went out right away and picked some of the cauliflower mm-hmm. and um, uh, broccoli this morning just to make sure and told Danielle that um, regardless of the size, that's what it's supposed to be. Um, just actually doing a little research on it. So okay. um, maybe other few suggestions. Maybe sometimes um, getting the most enjoyment from your flower and vegetables for a balance this summer sometimes is very important encouraging annual flowers by feeding every 10 days with root and bloom uh, water soluble fertilizer Um, it is a um, it's also a dessert for tomatoes dessert for hydrangeas it has a a 958 number to it and so your middle number encourages lots of bud and flower development Pinching back petunias if they're non-reblooming varieties or easy waves. Sometimes removing deadheads and seed heads from annuals will promote better growth. Zinnias, 
dahlia sometimes, once that flower is spent, cleaning them off, new fo- no flower and foliage will come on. Shrub roses the same way. Sometimes you can trim shrub roses, and um, I have petite knockouts at home. Soon as I trimmed them, with just in a few days, the new flowers or florets were starting to come on. Petunia, marigolds, and others will also bloom till frost with just a little extra care now. Sometimes in August, those annuals get <coughs> really hot, mm-hmm. and that's where a decision that somebody comes along a little early and says, where's your mums? Because <laughs> I want to yank them all out. And so flower thrips are everywhere and active on many flower plants, preventing blossoms to open, including roses. Roses, dahlias, gladiolas are some of Thrip's favorites. Spray with um, uh, Rose Shield will control spray uh, will control Thrip's now. Look plantings over closely for red spider mite damage. Marigolds, impatience, roses, euonymus, burning bush, juniper, locust, and many other plants are exhibiting light brown foliage because of spider mite damage. Red spider mites can be controlled with triple action. Again, spraying at the cool of the morning below 72, spraying with spreader sticker. Spreader sticker, all that is, is not an extra sale to him. Mm. It's kind of like buying cereal without the milk. I, w- <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll eat the cereal. I will. I will. Yeah. But I probably enjoy it with a little milk. Well, um, the two go but hand in hand a little bit. Okay. All it does is spreader sticker makes um, items work better to stick better to the foliage, whether it be a herbicide, miticide, or insecticide. Mm, okay. Okay. So um, we'll uh, take a break in again in a second, but. Talking about items that eat red spider mites. Uh, um, we were out in the quarry the other night and uh, just looking down at some of the rock, Tim, big stone slabs, hundreds of those little red spider mites crawling all over. Uh, they love the heat of the rock right there. So sometimes you look close, some of those plants, the um, way George used to show me is take a clean piece of 11 by 7 paper if you question uh, what is on that plant. Stick the 11 by 7 into the foliage. Tap the foliage a bunch of times. Bring that 11 by 7 back out and smear it. (laughs) You you might find out exactly a little red might find out how much is on that plant. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's a good trick. Mm -hmm. So, um, Tricks of the trade, too, at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Let's uh, take a quick break here and get you updated on some headlines. And then we'll continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell, on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Can we ever have too many houseplants? Now's the time to fill your home with air cleaning plants from Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Waddell's has just received a huge shipment of fresh houseplants, like the easy-to-care-for and gorgeous ZZ plants. For something a little more unusual, try a vanilla bean orchid. These interesting plants are growing on a wooden post, and their beans can be used for vanilla. Another new unusual plant is the East Indian Holly Fern. Waddell's also has a beautiful selection of air plants that will grow almost anywhere. Check out the air plants ready to hang. They make a unique gift. No green thumb required. Indoor plants add beauty to your life and also clean harmful gases out of the air through photosynthesis. Come in to visit with Waddell's plant professionals who are always glad to help you pick out the plants that would be best in your home or office. And if you'd like your plants in a larger or more decorative pot, they'll even pot them for you. 
Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. As we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence, comments and questions for Andy, 382-4280-1877, 382-4280. Or you can text to 80373, and Andy, we do have a text. Okay. And the uh, they are mentioning that they heard us mention about transplanting mm-hmm. and want to know if they can transplant their lily and our... They tolerant to hot spots. Oh, good question. So, tiger lilies, the ones that are in tall, skinny, individual leaves all on one stem. Okay. Okay. They're in bloom right now. I might wait till fall because they're a bulb and let all the foliage goes brown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're tolerant very, very much of hot spots. Day lilies could be put almost anywhere but shade, so full sun again on those, and very soon they'll be able to be transplanted. So those are probably a August 1st, late July, when the flower kind of goes to seed, mm-hmm. and that is that point where a lot of our team, actually in the um, ground maintenance, <laughs> goes out with a five-gallon <laughs> bucket, oh yeah, and pulls all the foliage out, the brown foliage oh, that is yeah. gone on the daylily, cut all the heads out, and at that point, we like to take the daylily, cut it in half, foliage and everything, transplant it, and do the beneficial mics around the roots, little peat moss, cow manure, and then uh, soak it all in with a liquid plant starter. They'll take right off. Oh, nice. Okay. Iris, poppies, and daylilies are probably some of the earliest because those are long done blooming by then, and their energy has gone back down to the ground. Our first plant before tulips and daffodils are iris, bare root iris that come in mm, July, late, mm-hmm. middle of August, sometimes and sold bare root, just, just no pot on them, um, just like a daffodil or tulip. Oh, okay. So, um, tough plants, daylily, same way. All right. All right. So thank you. And uh, can I comment that um, uh, strolling through the house plants and comment on our ad. <laughs> Some okay. of those new plants are pretty cool. And we're having fun. We're having fun with air plants at home. And maybe the time is uh, changing where it used to just be the old, boring house plant. And mm-hmm. now there's so much fun, different textures. Really? So maybe stopping in. I like to walk both greenhouses, but that uh, uh, floral greenhouse was just packed with cool <laughs> stuff that's been coming in. And then um, those green giant arbs that are on sale. No, I'm not trying to make a sale, but most of those are easy six foot. They're very deer tolerant, okay. not deer proof. So just there remember, is a difference. There is. All right. Um, and I know there's different ways of ridding your deer. Um, and it usually a lot of people say, well, I just don't have deer. Well, the other night we were pulling in. I'm pretty sure we didn't have deer. They're walking right across our yard mm-hmm. uh, waving been, at us. They've been on pull- the move lately. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so um, use the repellent. Use the tablets. You're not going to eat the arbovitus, so yourself. So put the tablets in the ground when you're planting them. As the plant gets watered, they drink up the um, um, base of the uh, repellent and will sometimes take care of some of that nibbling. Mm, excellent. Um, especially since they're habitual um, eaters, they want to come back. <laughs> Serious. Right. So um, examine your lilacs right now. I did as I was picking the raspberries. Yes, there is powdery mildew on that foliage. 
Lilacs suffer from white mildew-covered leaves that can easily be cleaned up. An occasional spray of copper or triple action will keep your lilacs clean all summer. Have the big lilacs. Yes, they got a drink the other night, but keep them in mind. Once in a while, they could use a drink, too. Oh, sure. Large holes in plant leaves. Hmm. Flowers half-eaten. Hmm. Double. Mm. Slugs are no doubt the culprit. Areas that receive frequent irrigations are sure to be infested with slugs. A favorite fare of slugs is hosta, dianthus, petunias, marigold, salvia, <laughs> going on and on. Dahlias and patients seem to be almost anywhere where it's moist. Sluggo or the bugetta pellets um, by Fertilone will definitely take care of things. I know that uh, a couple of evenings ago after the last rain had stopped, I was working out in the garden, noticed slugs out in droves. The slugs... Uh, um, uh, a sprinkling of the sluggo, Donna told me about um, this morning. I did not see a slug around. So sometimes it does work a little mm-hmm. payoff instead of coming out and saying, man, I don't see the slugs. Well, they're out at night. Right. Yeah. So a lot of homeowners with um, heavy irrigated lawns bring in disease samples for identification of myrtle, ivy, Pacassandra, ground cover plants in Waddell's Diagnostic Center many times. And almost always they're disease-infested, receiving too much irrigation. Irrigated lawns six days a week are not good for ground cover beds. Ground cover beds seldom need to be irrigated more than once or twice a month once established. Mm. Now, if there's trees around that, that's where maybe some drip irrigation is beneficial to, say, a birch or something where it still needs moisture. To receive your ground cover beds, or to revive your ground cover beds, prune out all the diseased stems and leaves. Yes, maybe sometimes you do need to run the mower through it. Blow out all those leaves. Get out all the dead leaves. Spray the ivy or pachysandra with systemic fungicide. Keep the pH to 5.5 to 6. You'd be surprised if you have yellow pachysandra. I question what your pH is. Heavy irrigation, almost positive it's very alkaline. Hmm. Feed your trees around that and the ground cover every October and every May with tree tone from a spoma. Many of the black raspberries, just like at our house, today will be one of the last days we'll be picking. Most of them will be done and very very soon will want to be infested with anthracnose, cane blight, and leaf spot. After the last picking, prune out and destroy all of this year's fruiting canes. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, I don't, don't want <laughs> But you know what? They revived him. Go ahead and with a liquid copper spray um, spray and uh, with plant tone around it, make sure that then it'll revive. The new growth will come on, and that will be next year's fruit. Because hmm. raspberries bear on next year's wood. Mm-hmm. I've seen some junipers uh, samples being brought in. Um, scale is now emerging. Yay. And a lot of it, Tim, is hot heat and moisture combination. Um, bugs seem to be emerging. So a lot of many, many plants are active and including juniper. Scale causes extensive damage to the junipers, creates off-color needles, and eventually death of the branch and the plant. Examine your junipers closely for white scales. If they're found, 
horticultural spray oil mixed with malthionin or insecticidal soap at the summer rate will take care of this. Yes, several applications will be health um, will be necessary, but think of the cost of the upright juniper compared to the cost of the spray or taking care of it. Little maintenance goes a long ways. Ig- oh, absolutely. Ignoring things. So, <clears throat> and I know I'm going to round up with this last thing, but uh, okay. earwigs, earwigs, earwigs. Oh my! Yes, and the only reason is I moved the table this morning. Yep, they crawled out away, and that, not inside but outside. Then I move. I I um, take the the. Um, chair pads and move them sure enough a couple sure. more there yep. yep so seem to be out in great numbers they hide in damp dark areas in the day and feed at night earwigs are brown insects and they appear with little appendages at the tail end of their body yep you know what i'm talking about summer is warm and humid with adequate rainfall they multiply like rabbits so either going with the bugetta pallets around the base Remember, sometimes with home defense on the inside of the home, mm-hmm. uh, if you got a problem inside the house, and maybe some of those remedies, if you don't have the answer, bring in the questions for sure. There you go. Or just hang on to those questions when we rejoin you next Saturday morning, same time. You bet. You bet. And again, uh, quickly on the uh, special event that's coming up. Yep. In two weeks, Friday the 22nd, 23rd, National uh, Garden Council is having the flower show at Waddell's and the hydrangea event at the same time. And I've given you a little pre- pre-invite uh, and sure. love to have and everybody over. And if you over. needed more information, again, you can check out your website. Go, go to the web, Waddell's website. Thank All you, everybody, right. Tim. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And appreciate you uh, joining us this morning for Over the Garden Fence each and every Saturday morning in the 9 o'clock hour during the growing season. Over the Garden Fence brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center located right there at the corner of Millman 12th.